Hello, and welcome to the Skellington Grin Podcast, a place of conversation, exploration, and connection through spirituality. I'm your host, Alice V. Skellinger. It is 4.45 a.m. I just saw 4.44 on my clock, and I was going to wait until later in the day to record content and publish content for um, the podcast today. And deliver this message but I really felt that I should just go ahead and record it and and do it before I started the rest of my day because it's just it's such an aligned message and I do believe that the best time to do something is here in the now if you already feel the urge to do it when it comes to something creative like um, sitting down and and working on a sketch, sitting down and working on music. Um, You should do it in the now. So today's episode is about coming back to the self. And, And why is that so important? Why is it so important to come back to the self? Why do I talk about so much, you know, manifesting from the feeling and letting go to let in? And why do I emphasize coming back to the self so much? Well, here's the deal. Your self-concept really does shape your reality and the reality that you live. Your beliefs, your thoughts, your feelings, your actions all come from your self-concept. And if you have a self-concept that triggers this idea that you are completely separate from everything and everyone and and that you are separate from what it is that you desire, then you wind up looking at your life as lacking. You wind up saying, oh, well, I will be happy once I attain this in my life. I will be happy once this specific person is my be-all, end-all boyfriend-girlfriend. I will be happy once I have $10,000 in my bank account. I will be happy once I have XYZ. I will be happy once this debt is paid off. And you're looking at that external action, that external thing, that external person, that external idea as the source of your happiness. You are attaching yourself to something outside of yourself and saying that that external thing is the source of your happiness. And instead of looking at where you are, instead of looking at yourself and really accepting yourself and coming to terms with where you are and accepting your situation. And yes, some situations are not the prettiest. Some situations definitely are not the most ideal to be in. And that's okay. But in the same token, you can't look at your situation, or or you shouldn't, I should say, look at your situation and say that there is no happiness to be found from it. There is no sense of self to be found from it. So... Let's bring it back to this. There is no sense of self to be found from something. There is this idea that we have when we, especially when it comes to our relationships and our self-identity, 
whether that is a relationship with a, another person, um, and it could be a platonic relationship, it could be a romantic relationship, it could be a sexual relationship, and it can even be a familial relationship. When you create an identity that is based on your relationship to another person, such as, oh, I am so-and-so's daughter or son, I am so-and-so's child, or I am so-and-so's partner, and so-and-so is my partner, and I am, this is my clothes, this is my house, this is my car. You adopt this identity when you attach the words me and mine and I am to things. At the end of the day, I am is the biggest affirmation that you can put upon yourself. And if you want to identify solely as being attached to something or someone else, when you identify as being attached to something or someone else, and you create this identity for yourself that is not separate from that thing or person, it makes it that much harder when you lose that relationship or when you lose that material item to find this self-identity that has nothing to do with it. Especially in, in, the, in the realm of relationships. Okay, so romantic relationships, for example. Say you or someone that you know at the moment is going through a breakup. And when they're going through that breakup, they have all of those emotions about, oh, well, this is what happened in the relationship, and this is how it left me feeling, and this is how it left me feeling about myself, and I have this new self-concept now, and I don't really know how to change it. And during that time within that relationship... They identified as being a partner to that person. They identified as being within that relationship. And it's okay to like acknowledge that yes, when you are in a partnership, you you have a partner. When you are in a relationship with someone, you not necessarily that you have that person that you own them or anything or or that your identity necessarily has to be attached to them, but you do identify with a facet of yourself that is within that relationship. Excuse me. But that facet of yourself is not the only facet of yourself. But when we are in relationships, sometimes we forget that we are a a separate being outside of that relationship. Excuse me. I think I need a sip of water. Oh, nothing. Oh, no. No something I caught in my throat. It is early morning, so that that does tend to happen. I do tend to get a little bit raspy in the throat. Um, But when when you identify solely within the relationship dynamic and you say, okay, well, this is how this person wants me to be, how they want me to act, how they want me to dress, how they want me to look, how they want me to talk, how they want me to communicate with them how they want me to present myself 
you you start presenting yourself <clears throat> in other areas of your life as if this relationship is the most important relationship in your life. And you therefore connect yourself to that other person so strongly. You'll hear yourself saying things like, if you're out by yourself getting coffee, for example, and, and you wind up picking up two, it's like, oh, okay, so you're picking up this coffee and then you're picking up one for my girlfriend or my boyfriend or my partner. And, and recognize that word my. Recognize that word me in that instance. You're communicating with that word, my partner, instead of saying the partner that I'm with. And, and yes, it's okay to call your partner my girlfriend, my boyfriend, my partner, whatever. I'm not saying that you shouldn't use whatever terminology you feel comfortable with. But when you take something in as yours, especially another person, a relationship, when you identify that that person is yours or whatever, you, you create this space in which you are so intrinsically connected with this person. And you have bonded yourself to that person through whatever it is. You have bonded yourself to them through the intimacy that you share, both, you know, platonically and, well, platonically, physically in, in a romantic sense, and even sexually. And, and sexual bonds are, are some of the most, you know, energy-exchanging bonds, so... You know, sometimes we really need to be careful who we're letting into that sphere of ourselves because sex is one of the most powerful and potent energies that you can share with somebody. But when you're coming out of that relationship and you're coming out of that turbulence, you still have this fight or flight instinct that, that is activated within you because you have attached yourself to that identity that you had within that relationship. And now you're having to come out of this relationship, accept the breakup, accept that the relationship has ended, and you have to find a new identity. You have to rediscover yourself as a single person. Rediscover yourself as someone who is not just defined by this relationship anymore. Rediscover yourself as someone who is whole and complete on your own. And sometimes it may not feel that way. Sometimes it may not feel that you are whole and complete because that person that you were with has taken so much of you and expected so much of you and had so much of you that they influenced. So sometimes you might not feel whole and complete. Sometimes you might have to find something new about yourself. But the worst way to get in touch with yourself is to deny that you have a self outside of that relationship. And to have denied that self whilst you were in that relationship. 
I see it all the time, and and I did it too from my personal experience. Um, I see it all the time within, you know, my friend dynamics um, and and my friends who get really, really attached really, really quickly um, to their partners, like within the first five months, six months, um, the first year, and they and they wind up just really getting attached to that partner and really getting attached to that relationship. And I've done it too in, in previous relationships. I, I defined myself by who I was within that relationship. And I defined myself by being in a relationship. And I felt for the longest time that I was not valid outside of being in a relationship. And that it was hard to love myself because I depended on someone else to love me, to carry my burdens, to validate me all the time. And it, it showed up in my friendship dynamics, too. And I recognized that it was because of something that I had experienced or, or therefore not experienced in my own childhood and in my own formative years and my adolescence. And it was something that I needed to learn to give to myself because I didn't get it for the longest time. I didn't, I didn't feel like I got that validation. I didn't feel like I got that respect. And I had to switch the perspective from getting it from other people to giving it to myself. But I see it all the time with, with other people. And I see it all the time, especially in my own work that I do with being a tarot reader and doing relationship readings and twin flame readings and things like that. That there's this heavy attachment there is this heavy attachment to that relationship that that person has been in or that relationship that they are in now. And there is less emphasis on who they are outside of their relationship. And when they talk to me, they're just like, oh yeah, so me and my partner, we're going to do this and me and my partner and me and my partner and me and my partner and us and us and us and us. Where's the me? Oh, well, me and my partner like to go get coffee at such and such coffee house. Okay, well, do you ever go by yourself? Well, well, no, because that's our thing. It can be your thing without them too. You can go get the coffee. They're not going to stop you. But, 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 no. They're not going to stop you. And you shouldn't stop yourself from, from going to get the coffee by yourself. It's okay. And... Then I'll hear, oh, well, um, so we're having a rough patch right now, and I want to know, how do they really feel? And, 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 I'm, and I'm sorry if I'm, like, you know, getting into this voice. I should stop. But, um, you know, they'll, they'll ask me sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll get people who will come for relationship readings, and they will ask me, okay, well, we're going through a rough patch in our relationship right now, and... I, I want to know how my person truly feels about me. Do they, do they feel like we need to distance ourselves? Do they feel like we need to move on from this relationship? Or can we actually make it work? And to that I say that oftentimes what, what happens is in those readings that I do, that I will pick up on the energy that they are describing, that 
they're going through some turbulence, they're going through a rough patch, they're going through whatever it is that they're going through, and however it is that they will define it. And I won't necessarily pick up on how the other person feels in the sense of, okay, well, do they want to continue this relationship with you or not? But I will definitely pick up on the fact that there needs to be some communication between the two parties. And they also need to recognize who they are as people outside of the relationship just as much as they recognize who they are as people within the relationship. And sometimes it's so much easier to recognize who you are within a relationship instead of recognizing who you are outside of a relationship. You create this space within that relationship where the boundaries that you have as a person outside of the relationship now become the boundaries that you have as a person attached to this other person because they have XYZ boundaries, so do you. Because they want to do XYZ thing with you and they're going to feel mad if you don't do it with them, you refuse to do it by yourself. Because they have XYZ goal, you now have XYZ goal. And I've seen people change themselves. I've seen my own friends change themselves so much so for relationships. And and say to themselves, oh, well, they're going to go down a, a new, you know, religious path or a new spiritual path because of a relationship. Or they're going to adopt a, a new set of beliefs and, and their end goal within that relationship is going to change because, you know, they, that's what their partner wants. But they'll change that idea within the first few months of that relationship. Or they'll change that idea within the first year of that relationship instead of, you know, over the course of time. It's one thing if like, okay, you've been together with somebody for maybe four years and you decide, okay, now I'm, I'm starting to change my, my beliefs on, you know, marriage and kids. Or you've been together with somebody for 10 years and, and you're just like, okay, now I feel like I really, I really want to marry them. That's different. But like when you are in that first six months to a year of that relationship and you already are starting to change your beliefs around things because they have told you what their beliefs are and you are trying to sync up with that and you are changing who you are as a person to fit the narrative that your partner has. It makes it so much harder to come back to yourself once that relationship ends. And it makes it so much harder to, you know, recognize that the end of that relationship doesn't mean the end of the world. So it's important that when you go into something new, you have this sense of self. It's important that when you are moving on from something, you are letting go of something, especially when it comes to a relationship, that you find the time to focus on yourself and not just, you know, focus on moving on by moving on with somebody else, but moving on by honoring yourself and figuring out what your needs and your wants and your aspirations and your goals are within the next six months. Where do you see yourself within the next six months after this breakup? Where do you see yourself within the next year after this breakup? And how can you start identifying with that reality right now? How can you start identifying with the person that you want to be right now? How can you accept the reality that is and then therefore move on through that acceptance and through that new self-perspective. 
how can you come back into the self? By letting go of expectations of how your future is going to go. By letting go of expectations on what you should do to heal. Everybody's healing journey is their own. Whatever you decide to do within your healing journey is absolutely valid. But you should be doing it for you. And you should also recognize what patterns you have that are actually more self-destructive than anything. Because it is giving you a sense of escape as opposed to a sense of security and a sense of stability and a sense of self. Oftentimes when we have a big change in our lives, whether it's we move and now we have to, you know, replant ourselves in a new environment or we move on from a from a relationship or whatever it is that it's such a drastic change in our lives. And I will say that, you know, breaking up with someone is a drastic change, especially when you have spent a lot of time and effort and energy and money and investment into being with that person for however long that you were with them. Whether it was a few months or it was a couple of years. Especially when you have you have been with that person for years, you know, that that's a lot of time and effort and, and investment and and love, you know. And a lot of sharing things together, a lot of doing things together. When you when you have that thing end, when you have that relationship end, when you have that, you know, thing in your life happen, you have to create a new space for yourself. And, oh my gosh, I lost my train of thought. (laughs) This happens, but, um, okay, got it back. So you will have that, that ending. You will, you will move to this new space. And you will have to undo so many beliefs that you had and rediscover what it is that you want, what it is that your goals are, what it is that you want to do for yourself to move forward, to come into that sense of self. When you have that thing end, it's like it changes your worldview. When you move to a new place and you have to replant yourself in a new environment and you have to adapt and you have to, you know, settle in, it can take a while. It can make you feel drained. It can make you feel exhausted because you're just like, oh my God, now I have to unpack so many things. So think about it from that perspective. When you move from one house to another, when you move from one apartment to another, when you move from one city to another, one state to another, one country to another, it's a big change. And you have to acclimate to your new environment. You have to set it up. You have to, you know, decorate that house the way that you want, decorate that apartment the way that you want. You have to look at the resources and and shops and 
and things that that are surrounding you. You have to figure out how far it is to the nearest grocery store. Is it walking distance or is it driving distance? You have to figure out, okay, well, what are the amenities in this in this place? Um, what are the amenities that I have within my apartment? Um, so so uh, if you're moving into an apartment that actually has a refrigerator in it in the kitchen or that already has a washer and dryer or does it only have a washer and dryer hookup and you have to buy your own appliances you you have to recognize that and you have to you know therefore also unpack things you have to unpack and put your clothes in the closet you have to unpack and put your dishes in the cabinets you have to unpack and put your groceries in the pantry and in the fridge you have to create that space for yourself you have to get that furniture into your bedroom and into your living room and into your kitchen or dining area or whatever you you have to unpack so it's the same thing with getting out of a relationship there is going to be a lot to unpack there is going to be a lot that you have to go through that you have to sift through a lot that you might even have to get rid of and say mm, I don't need to keep this anymore I don't need to keep this 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 thing in my life anymore that I identified with. I don't need to continue to go to the same coffee shop that I went to with this person if it's going to make me feel miserable. I will find a new coffee shop to enjoy. It, I will go to a new restaurant or I will go to the same restaurant that I have enjoyed with my friends for years and not have this attachment to, oh, well, I enjoyed this restaurant with my partner. I will go to this place without it being attached to my partner. I will go to this bookstore and, and shop around without it being attached to the fact that I used to shop around with my partner. I, I found enjoyment in it, so I'm going to still enjoy it regardless of whether or not I'm in this relationship, right? Sometimes the best thing to do, really, and the best way to start accepting and moving on and actually creating this new reality that you want is to let go. And, and, and the reason that I say this is because I also talk about manifesting a lot. And a lot of people talk to, come to me and want to know about manifesting and working with deities and working with, you know, any kind of energy and working with um, the subconscious mind and, and what is the law of attraction and what is the law of assumption and, and why do you talk about it in your readings and, and, and what kind of significance does it have and what does this, what does this tarot card mean within this reading? You know, just different things like that and, and especially when it comes to relationships, you know, they will get out of a relationship and then automatically want to start manifesting a, a new partner Especially when people find out that I do twin flame readings, they will get out of a relationship and want to manifest their soulmates and want to manifest twin flames. And it's just like, okay, you can go on that journey. But the more that you attach, oh wow, the more that you attach to the outcome, the more that you attach to the desire, the more that you also say that you lack that thing that you want. The more that you focus on, I don't have it in my life, so I need to affirm that it's going to happen. I need to um, 
manifest it, manifest it, manifest it, manifest it, manifest it. I need to manifest feeling more confident. I need to manifest feeling desirable to other people. I need to manifest, I need to manifest, I need to manifest. No. Because the more that you are just saying I need to manifest, the more it's going to sound like this. <laughs> the whole time. And you're just going to be continuing to like beat that drum and beat that drum and beat that drum or, or like, you know, flog that horse until it's it's done, you know. And, and you don't need to do that. What you need to do is is say, okay, I have to move into a new space for myself. It's going to be a challenge. And accept the fact that it is going to be a challenge. Accept the fact that healing does not happen in a day. That healing does not happen in a month. That healing cannot happen in six months to a year. It's going to take time. Accept the fact that it's going to take time. And if you really do want to look at it as like, okay, well, I don't want to look at it as I have healing to do or I have work to do because then that makes me feel like I'm broken. You're not broken. You're already healed. You can look at yourself as being already healed. You can look at yourself as being already confident. You can switch that perspective. You can switch that self-concept and say, okay, well, I already have it. I already have it. I'm just nurturing it now. I'm already have it and I'm, I already have it and I'm just continuing to step into that every single day. Every day that I wake up, I step into this confidence. Every day that I wake up, I step into my divine masculine energy. Every day that I wake up, I step into my divine feminine energy. Every day that I wake up, this is what happens for me. I decide today when I wake up, I'm going to have the best day possible. I decide that I am not going to attach to an outcome. I decide that I am not going to attach to a specific person. I decide that I am not going to deta- I am not going to attach from to a desire and 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 put it into my mind that I don't already have it, that it's impossible to attain. I'm not going to attach to this external person or place or thing and and say that once I have this alignment with this external person, place or thing, then that is when I will be happy. When you can detach from all of that and you can let go and you can move on, it actually accelerates your manifestations faster. And I will say this, you know, because, because it is so important. When you get out of one space, whether that is a relationship or you move into a new house, don't focus on manifesting something new yet. Don't be like, all right, I'm out of this relationship. I'm going to start manifesting my soulmate. I'm going to start going on that soulmate and, and twin flame journey automatically. That person is out there and I need to find them. That person is, you know, I, I will be happy when I meet this person. Don't do that. Speaking from personal experience, don't do it. <laughs> and, and, and I don't want to be that person that, that's like telling you what to do, but like, don't just focus on this end goal, this outcome, this, this external thing to make you happy because nine times out of 10, the more that you focus on the external to make you happy, the more unhappy you will be, the more you are not focusing on 
what what is there in front of you and the more you are not taking care of yourself and taking care of what is already in front of you that needs to be worked on that needs to be looked at that needs to be discovered that needs to be taken care of and and you will deny yourself especially and when you deny yourself then you cannot move forward. You cannot manifest into your life what it is that you desire. When you deny yourself and when you attach yourself so heavily and so intrinsically to something outside of yourself, you make it that much harder for yourself to be able to come into that self-concept and to change your perspective and to clear negative habits and to clear, you know, wounds or anything like that. And you don't need to put yourself through that that kind of turmoil so the takeaway from this is the takeaway that i want that i hope to to give you from this episode is this detach detach and accept acceptance can help you to detach and vice versa when you detach from the outcome, when you, when you say that you will be happy regardless of whatever happens, it creates this drastic and almost automatic shift. When you say that you accept where it is that you are right now, and you accept that the present moment is perfect as it is, and that you do not need to to get to a specific point in time or have a specific external thing happen in your life for you to be happy. When you accept that, you are able to become much more magnetic, much more attractive, much more confident, much more able to manifest and bring into your 3D reality what it is that you desire. And And I will also end by saying this I spoke about this with my friend Jen on her podcast um she invited me to do an episode with her yesterday um the day of the the first day of the full moon and and eclipse uh that is that is taking place right now um she invited me to to join her on her podcast uh the zen with Jen j-e-n-n Zen with Jen and Jen spelled J-E-N-N. She invited me to join that podcast with her and and talk about, you know, just different things and and we we talked about like my journey and how I I got to where I am, but at the end of it, we we discussed you know kind of like letting go to let in, and and also um, we discussed the idea of of that self-concept a little bit and and how the the best way to really like manifest and bring into your reality what it is that you desire is to recognize that your 3d reality isn't the only reality and then we we also spoke about how there are a lot of people that will come to us especially because you know we work within the spiritual community and i do tarot readings and uh you know spiritual coaching I guess in a way because you know I do this podcast so I guess it is like a spiritual coaching and and I talk about you know the different the different um metaphysical laws that are out there law of attraction law of assumption um law of self-concept you know just different things like that 
um, on this podcast, and then I also do tarot readings. Um, we were talking about kind of like what we what we sometimes see within our you know, work and, and Jen is a life mapping coach and a Reiki healer. And, um, she talks about everybody wellness, um, within the four bodies, the, the mental body, the emotional body, the physical body and the spiritual body. And we, we were talking about that on the episode yesterday. And, and she says, you know, there are a lot of people who will come to me and a lot of people that I will see out in the spiritual community that are so focused on getting into the 5D. And what is the 5D? The 5D is the spiritual fifth dimension. You know, it's the astral plane. It's that veil that is, you know, it's that, it's that place beyond the veil. And we always say that like the veil is thinnest during full moons and new moons and at night and early in the morning and just different things like that. Like when the veil is thin, we are in touch with that 5D. But we also spoke about it and we said, no, you know, we are 5D beings living in a 3D existence. And we were talking about how a lot of people sometimes will be like, okay, well, I want to be XYZ and I want to raise my vibration and I want to align my chakras and I want to do this and do that and do that and and it and it brings it back to this idea that the external action the external thing is what is going to bring them into alignment what is going to make them happy what is going to get them more intrinsically into the 5d and and sometimes what people will forget is that they are a spiritual being living a human existence and, and what they need to do is focus on that being part of being human. You know, if you were to go up to another person and be like, be human, they'd be like, am I not already human? If you were to tell a fish to be a fish, they would be like, what the hell the fuck are you talking about? If a fish could talk, the fish would be like, huh? I am a fish. <laughs> like, like what what is your definition of me being a fish? <laughs> so... And, and you can't look at it that way. You can, you can say, okay, well, I am being the most authentic version of myself. I am being the most authentic human that I can be within my human existence. And focus on that being. The takeaway here is to focus on your being. Be in the present. Don't focus on just who you want to be in the future. In six months, in a year, in five years, in ten years. That's why, you know, when, when I was even in college and people were asking me, what's my five-year goal? I'm like, I really don't have one. <laughs> like, I don't. I didn't. I, I just wanted to finish college. I wanted to get from one day to the next. And 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 I guess that was kind of where I needed to be because I was like, look, I'm, I'm happy where I'm at right now. I'm I'm focusing on what I need to focus on right now. This is This is where I need to be right now. I'm not looking at the end of this week. I'm not looking at the end of this semester. I'm like, all right, I need to be right here right now. And if I wasn't right there right now and I was focusing on an end goal or or a deadline, like I would psych myself out. And especially when um, because I had started grad school uh, and then the pandemic hit in 2020, it brought me so out of alignment with the present moment because I was battling with that, you know, okay, well, we can't we can't, you know, be physically at school. We can't see people. We can't go outside. We can't nourish ourselves in a, in a way that we really want to nourish ourselves. We, we, we had curfews. We had lockdowns. We had restrictions. We had 
we, we couldn't do the things that would make our normal lives feel normal for the longest time. And, and it caused, you know, kind of that collective depression. And now we're coming out of it as much as we possibly can. And we're, you know, having to deal with other things that are happening in, in the worldview at large and in the national view at large. And, you know, it, it just, it created such a massive shift. But when I recognized, hey, I wasn't in the here and now, I wasn't in the present, I was focusing on some end goal, I realized just how miserable I was. And I was like that for the longest time. And once I recognized that the end goal isn't all that there is, and that what is intrinsically true is the here and now, and and accepting the here and now, and accepting who I am as a person at this moment, I recognize that I am exactly where I need to be. And I am exactly the person that I want to be in this moment right now. And that's going to change tomorrow, and that's fine. That's going to change in five hours. That's fine. That's going to change by the time I go to bed tonight. That's fine. I am going to be who I want to be in this moment, and I am going to be who I want to be today, and that is all that matters. So the takeaway, ladies, gentlemen, ladies, thems, everyone, is that be in the here and now. Let go to let in. Accept to be able to move on. Move on to be able to accept. Create your own reality. Create your own identity that doesn't have to depend on the external things within your life the external people within your life create that identity for yourself and don't attach too heavily to one facet I'm going to use this example I am a tarot reader yes but I'm not just a tarot reader I am a person who reads tarot I am a person who helps people through the art of tarot. I am a person who works with people by using tarot to work with them. I am also a person who really enjoys watching rom-coms. I am a person who loves to eat sushi. And I will consider it, quote, my favorite food. I am a person who likes to wear the clothes that I have in my closet. But I am also just as connected to that, that closet and those clothes in a way that, that is not saying, oh, well, I own this closet, I own these clothes, I own that car, I own that thing, I own this house. I, you know, I live within this existence, within this house. I, I sleep in the bed that I, I sleep in. I, I have the clothes that I have. I, I wear the clothes that I have. I, I read the tarot cards that I have. And, but just as much as I am connected to those things, just as much as they are part of my identity, they are not the only part. The truest version of my identity, the truest version of myself is the soul beneath this body. My body has object permanence because I give it object permanence. My physical human being 
exists because it is meant to exist. But my spiritual being underneath that is the truest, most authentic version of myself. And the best way that I can show that within my human existence is by showing up every day to be the best version of myself and not necessarily like project or present or or like have to like be um you know this performer but just being just existing just doing just living <laughs> but but definitely just being i hope this episode gave gave you a little bit more clarity on the self-concept and and how you can just be and how you can also let go to let in and how moving on and and coming into the self is the most beautiful and profound experience that you can have if you liked this episode and would like to reach out to me you can send me a personal email to cardomancybyalice at gmail.com that's c-a-r-t O-M-A-N-C-Y-B-Y-A-L-I-C-E at gmail.com. And you can also send me a personal email to request a private reading um, or, or just to open up some discussion. If you would like to leave a recommendation for any kind of episode that I do later or you would like to... Um, ask me a question about this episode you can send me a direct message on anchor or on spotify you can also connect with me on instagram at skellington grin on youtube at skellington grin on tiktok at skellington grin and my personal website um skellingtongrin.square.site and also through my patreon at skellington grin I hope you have a wonderful and blessed day, and remember, this is just as much a place of conversation, exploration, and connection as it is me talking. So I hope you have a lovely day, and remember to step into your power, step into yourself, and be the most authentic self that you can be today. I love you.